Fresh out the oven, it's Cinema Bums. I'm Wade. And I'm Emmett. Cinema Bums is a podcast where we watch through every single movie in popular film franchises, one each week, to try and track how the storytelling changes over time. Today we are beginning our new mini-series, Can You Feel the Bums Tonight? Covering all the films in the Lion King series. We will fully spoil today's film, but we will not spoil any future entries in the series. Emmett, how are you doing? I am doing wonderfully today. Wade, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be recording in person with you. Yeah, it's so much. It's been so long since we've recorded in person, and I'm very excited for about the people we are here in person with. Yes, mm. I am too. Today, we're honored to have not one, but two very special guests. We're honored they took some time out of their busy schedule playing Roblox to come and talk to us. <laughs> Please welcome Modest and Akiva. Woo woo woo! Hello. It's crowded. Thank you for being here. No problem. Modest, we're going to start with you. Okay. Have you seen The Lion King before? Yeah, I have. I've watched it only one time, and this is my second time watching it today. Okay. Have you seen any of the other movies? In the series or the TV shows? I've seen the one between the full Lion King and Lion King Half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've watched the clips and everything. And- cool. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the um, the live action one? No, not yet. Okay. And Akiba, mm-hmm. have you seen the Lion King before? Yeah. How many times would you say you've seen it? Like 30 or something. 30 times? <laughs> wow. You really like it, huh? Yeah. And have you seen the other movies in the series? Well, I have seen Lion King 2, but not the other ones. But you've seen the live-action one, right? The remake? Oh, yeah. I've only seen half of that. Okay, okay. And uh, Emmett, what is your history with Lion King movies? Never seen it um, before. I'd only seen most of the live action remake because i got in like 10 minutes late to the theater when it was in theaters a couple summers ago Hmm. and so that was my main experience with the story and like i'd seen parts of it like it'd been on in people's houses and stuff like that but i was an anti-disney child Mm. um very too cool for disney when i was a kid um and then had no reason to like watch it when i was an adult, or so I thought. Was that a family stance, or just your it personal was preference? Kind yeah. of a family stance about like my parents were into like the old school Disney stuff, like Robin Hood and mm-hmm. Aristocats was a big one in our mm-hmm. in our family. But the newer stuff, like the stuff that came out in the late eighties and nineties, was like less of a thing for our family for whatever reason. We were more into Pixar at the time. Oh, okay. And Modest and Akiba, have you guys seen other Disney movies? Yeah. Like other animated ones like this? Um, yes. I'm not really a Disney fan. Mm-hmm. I watch more Netflix than watch mm-hmm. Disney, so... Some Netflix not really. are also Disney. That's true. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Are there any others that you like that you can think of off the top of your head? I'm gonna try. Or what other... I guess what other movies do you like in general? That's probably good. Oh, uh, well, I cry on The Last Dragon. Oh, oh. I like that one, too. <sighs> There's a lot of movies that I watch. Yeah, true. But if I had to pick one, it would have to be How to Change Your Dragon. Oh, yeah. Wow, it's so actually a good movie. That is really I good. love that one, too. The first one or two or three? 
Actually, I like all of them, so I cannot really decide. <laughs> <laughs> I like them too. I love the second one. That's my favorite. Akiba, what are some other movies you like? Well, this is your favorite movie, right? Mm-hmm. What other ones do you like? I like Madagascar Escape to Africa. Oh, I love that one. The second one is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the one written by um by one of the Noah Cohen Bombach or one of the, the Cohen brothers? One of the Cohen brothers, I think. Yeah. I think Bombach did something, some animated kids movie. Akiba, do you think you could explain what this movie is about for um, anyone who hasn't seen it? If someone's listening and hasn't seen The Lion King, can you tell them what happens in it? Uh, sure. I really think The Lion King is all about life, all telling about how life really, really matters to everyone mm-hmm. in the earth, that we should all take care of the earth. Wow. Because we could all end up dying someday. We don't take care of the earth. That's wow. true. That, that is, is really true. That could happen. That is. Okay, Modest, can you explain some of the events of this movie? To people that haven't watched Lion King, to me, it's like good and all, but I'm not really a fan of it. If you haven't watched it, you really need to watch it. It is really fun. It's about a family. There's a dad that has a son, mm-hmm. and the son has an uncle, and the uncle keeps lying to him about everything, and then one day the uncle goes too far with it, mm-hmm. and then the son's dad dies because of the uncle. So, And then the uncle told the, to the son of the dad to run away and never come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then what happens? <laughs> that was really good, but what, what happens next? <laughs> Well, then he meets uh, two people. Their name is Timon and Pumbaa, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They take him, and they take care of him until he's grown, until he met his best friend a long, from a long time ago. And then her best friend tells him to come back. You are the, you are the king now. But then he says, I'm not the king. My My uncle is the king now. And then the girl says, well, we need you. You're the, you are our only hope. Mm-hmm. Truly, because yeah. they never had any water. And then a red bum monkey. <laughs> a red bum monkey comes <laughs> That's along. That's the funny part. <laughs> and then he says, look down deep in the water. And then the lion says, I only see a reflection of myself. The monkey says, look harder. And then he sees his dad. And his dad gives him advice. He says... Remember who you are. And then he does. So he goes back and defeats his uncle. Mm-hmm. And he becomes the new king. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He becomes the baby. Lion King. I yeah. feel like that really hit all the important points. And you, you, that, that part about where he sees himself in the water and then sees his dad, like looks deeper yeah. and sees his dad. Like, that was really moving to me. And it was really moving again hearing you describe it. So thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Akiva, this movie is called The Lion King. Do you think they're talking about Mufasa or Simba? I don't really know because they both became king, but one mm-hmm. died mm-hmm. because of his brother. He literally hated him for some reason, so mm-hmm. just decided to kill him. So, But I think they're talking mostly about Simba because they said his name the most. Mm-hmm. I do think so. I think you're onto yeah. something there. 
All right, I'm going to uh, just talk about some of the stats of how they made this movie. Mm. Today we're talking about The Lion King. This is the 32nd Disney animated film. No way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, it's also the fifth of ten films in the Disney Renaissance, which is uh, a period of time which lasted from 1989 to 1999. What are the other films in that series? If you well, know. funny you should ask, Emmett. <laughs> How about we play a little bit of Bums the Word? Oh, no way! Uh, Oh, this is fun! So, in this game, I'm going to... We have ten movies here. One of them is The Lion King. And I'm going to say... And we'll see if you guys can guess them. The three of you. Uh, So, I'll give you clues. And if you haven't heard of them, it's fine. But we'll just see how many we can guess. Some of these are definitely less (laughs) well-known than others. So, we're going in order. Okay. Um, The first one comes out in 1989. Okay, so this first movie is, they're all animated. They're all musicals. This one takes place under the sea. Oh, oh uh, The Little Mermaid? <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Under the sea. The Little Mermaid is the first one in the series. Wow. Okay, the second, this one, I would maybe be surprised if anyone has heard of, but we'll see. This is a sequel to a movie that happened before the Disney Renaissance, the only sequel on this list. It's about two mice? Oh, I I know what this is. Two rats? See if you can get them to guess it. This one takes place in Australia. It's part of that Australia fever we were talking about the (laughs) other week. Yeah. So the premise is sort of the the characters from the last movie go on a vacation. That's what this movie is about. Is it Rescuers Down Under? It is. Emmett, you were right. Okay. I don't Emmett. know that movie. Yeah. A movie I have only ever seen the previews for on other Disney movies from this era. <laughs> oh, wow. I remember I remember liking this one, but either not liking or never seeing the first one mm-hmm. as a kid. Okay. Number three is it's a love story between a girl and a monster. <gasps> Beauty and the Beast. Beast. Uh, did you say duty? Beauty and the Beast, not duty. Like and the beast. Beauty and That's the beast. a different one. That's the Nickelodeon Renaissance. <laughs> um, okay, fired. fourth on the list. This is the first one we've had so far. That's about a boy. It's about a boy who meets a magical friend who grants him three wishes, and he has to uh, figure out what to do. With oh, 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 yes. Mm. His best friend is a monkey? Aladdin. Oh, oh no! I couldn't remember the name! No, I saw Akiva know it in his, know, in his heart and too. not remember the name. You guys are doing really good. Uh, yeah. I really forgot his name. I thought his name was Adam. It's <laughs> pretty close. I mean, we've only watched it one time anyway, so... I don't know. Um, number five is The Lion King, the one we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Number six, this is a film they were making at the same time as The Lion King, a his- historical movie. It's talking about a time in American history where British settlers came and invaded the Native American mm-hmm. land. Mm-hmm. And this is also kind of a love story about a Native American woman who falls in love with a British man and protects him from being hurt. The name is the name of the historical figure. Woo, I don't know this movie. Uh, 
I think you know Modesto because you, you watch does. more movies yeah. than me. The song from this one is Colors of the Wind. Colors a song that I wind. love. That's so the song she sings. Wait, okay. then you should know it. I do know the name. I was just waiting to see if y'all know. I'm not a historical Modesto? person. <laughs> yeah, I'm the name, I agree. The movie is Pocahontas. Poca- oh, I don't my know gosh. that movie, really. <laughs> That's I mean, what, have you guys seen Pocahontas? No, I've only no. heard the name. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it either. I just heard the song. It was one that I didn't like as much as a kid. I remember being scared of the tree. <laughs> she has, there's like a grandmother tree who talks and oh, takes care of her. That's cool. Some thank oh. you tree stuff. <laughs> okay, here we go. Coming to the end. Number seven, I would say this is probably the second least well-known of this list. This is, I think, based on a, an old book. It is about a guy who has a sort of a physical disability. He looks different than everyone else, and he has to hide away from the world. And then eventually he comes and he meets the rest of the world. This one takes place... In France? In France, I think. I think. Beauty and the Beast is also France. I do not know this one. This one is The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, mm-hmm. wow, I really don't know this one. Which is France, obviously. No. I don't know why I thought of Italy. No, it's France. <laughs> I haven't heard of it. Yeah. Oh, that's, another, that's another kind of scary one. It is. Number eight. This is not only my favorite movie on the list, it's my favorite Disney movie. Oh. We'll see if you guys have heard of it. It is about a guy who is the son of a god, but he's raised with other humans. He goes from zero to hero and accepts his destiny and he has to fight a bunch of monsters and protect the girl that he loves. Uh, and it's based on Greek mythology. Yeah. Um, it's a Greek. <sighs> he puts the glad in gladiator. I watch movies, but uh, these kind I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. Emmett, is it Hercules? It is Hercules. Wow. My fave. Wow. Surely I don't. Wait, Another one that I've say... never seen. Oh, it's so good. Didn't Hercules. you say the other one was your favorite one? Or was it this one? This one. Hercules is my favorite. Mm. I see. I see. Okay, two more on this list. This one I bet you guys have heard about because they just put out a live action remake of it last year. Mm. On Disney Plus. This movie takes place in China. It is about a woman who there's sort of a, a national draft and she goes to fight a war and pretends to be a boy. Oh, is it Mulan? It is Mulan. Ah, Good yes. job. Nice. And the last one on this list in 1999, the end of the Disney Renaissance. This is also based on a classic book. It is about um, a boy who's raised by monkeys. And he thinks he's a monkey, and then a group of the Jungle Book. No, oh wow, that is is also the plot. I was going to say, I thought the Jungle Book was the sixties. Maybe I'm getting this sort of wrong. At the beginning, it starts with a boat crashing, and only the little kid lives, and he's raised by monkeys, and eventually by gorillas, not monkeys. Know this? He's raised by gorillas. Eventually, some more people come and meet him. Tarzan. 
That's right. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> nice. Great job. Oh, I thought about the gorillas and him acting like gorillas. I got five correct movies. Nice. <laughs> That's how. That's good. I only I got like one or two right. You got the last two right. Yeah. Yeah, so that means I got two right. <laughs> so that's the whole period. That's wow. what this is sort of in wow. the middle of. I didn't understand when you said monkey. I guess they were gorillas. And I was right about <laughs> yeah. And I feel like this and Beauty and the Beast are the two, the only two that I, I guess Little Mermaid, are like the three that you would think about in a big way. I don't know. I guess Aladdin's pretty good. But yeah. Yeah. I Aladdin. It's, it's strange to think of that I as guess. being like the Disney Renaissance and having so many movies that now you don't really think about i don't know i feel well I, I, a lot of these have been a little forgotten definitely hunchback and rescuers yeah okay so this movie the lion king we've never talked about an animated movie no we haven't so these things are produced very differently from regular movies you don't really i shouldn't say regular movies from live action movies mm-hmm. you don't really see like auteurs or single directors most animated movies have a bunch of directors a bunch of writers they mm. change a lot in the process yeah. which we'll hear about a little bit later but since they're sort of drawing them and recording the voices like very often they'll change right before they come out like, oh because some some movies are now getting part twos uh-huh that is true tons of them so the two directors for this movie one is named roger allers he was a guy who worked at Disney for a long time. He worked his way up. The only other movie he gets a directing credit on, though, is Open Season. <laughs> but that's sort of the thing is that a lot of these people sort of do animation on one movie, direct a movie, write the script for the other movie. Mm-hmm. Like very much a big team. The other director is Rob Minkoff. Rob Minkoff? This is his first directing credit. He goes on to direct Stuart Little. Mm. Emmett Stuart Little. Yeah. Written by? Do you know? No, is it written by M. Night Shyamalan? Oh my god, of course. Uh, <laughs> I still have nightmares about parts of that movie. So <laughs> He also directed The Haunted Mansion and Mr. <gasps> Peabody and Sherman. Oh, Mr. Peabody. Love Haunted Mansion. <laughs> Mr. Peabody. I like Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Yeah. <laughs> it was written by three people get writing credit. Uh, it's written by Irene Michi. And she was another Disney person. She wrote Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, and Brave. Mm. Have you guys seen Brave? Oh, I think so. I just can't remember Brave. She's got big red hair. Pixar one. Scottish. Yeah. She turns into a bear. Also Uh, written by Jonathan Roberts, who wrote a movie that scared me as a little kid, James and the Giant Peach. Uh, (laughs) That animation was weird. Yeah. (laughs) And also Monsters, Inc., one of my favorites. So good. And uh, Linda Wolverton, who's sort of the most high-profile writer here. She also wrote Beauty and the Beast, Alice in Wonderland, and Maleficent. So she's still working at Disney. Maleficent. And she wrote the books for the Broadway musicals of The Lion King, Aida, and Lestat. No way. Is the Lestat about the... Yes. Is that a musical about the vampire from Interview with <laughs> the Vampire? Tying oh my back gosh. to our... Tying everything back together. Summer. Yeah. <sighs> So the the five songs that are sort of the musical numbers, mm-hmm. which does not include the first opening song, mm-hmm. but the five character songs, the music was written by Elton John, mm-hmm. who you guys might know from the Bob the Builder Christmas special, A Christmas to Remember, where he's Bob's brother. That's his most notable credit. And the lyrics are by Tim Rice, 
who writes lyrics for a ton of musicals. Yeah. I've got here Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat, Jesus Christ Superstar, Chess, Aida, <laughs> and then in movies, Aladdin and The Road to El Dorado. Oh. Road to El Dorado? Yeah. My, that's my favorite animated film of all time. <laughs> And please at me about it. <laughs> is Chess your favorite musical of all time? Chess is the only musical that I'm aware of. <laughs> but the the music, the score for this is by Hans Zimmer. And it slaps. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. <laughs> this is my hot take. I don't think any movie has been as elevated by the score since John Williams in 1977 with Star Wars. That? Like, I think if you yeah. watch this movie and it didn't have that incredible score. I mean, it really hits you in the emotions every time. Mm-hmm. This movie runs one hour and 28 minutes. How did you guys feel about the pace? Like, do you think it was slow? Do you think it was quick? It's actually a bit fast. A bit fast? Yeah. I feel like I thought it was gonna in be the s- beginning it was going slow, but then when it started... When symbols are going up, I feel like it started going fast. It literally started going fast. I feel like it took a minute just to watch the whole movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think the first act, like, until Simba's banished, is, like, kind of slow. I like all of it, but it is kind of, like, slow. And you're like, okay, when are we getting into it? And then the second, it feels like it's a first act, second act, rather than a first, second, and mm-hmm. third act sort of movie. Yeah. I mean, it does have a second and third but they're just, like, so much shorter than the, the first. Yeah, the second act feels like it's, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. It feels like it's just the Timon and Pumbaa stuff. It's mostly the song. It's mostly the <laughs> Hukuna Matata and Can You Feel the Love Tonight is, uh-huh. like, most of what the second act is. Wait, let me ask you, Emmett. So you mm-hmm. didn't watch this as a kid, but did you know the songs and the story and stuff? Yes, uh, vaguely. I mean, I was... I knew, like, Hakuna Matata. I knew... Can You Feel the Love Tonight, A New Circle of Life. I knew basically the story because I'd been told that the story was Hamlet, which I now don't believe is true. I think anybody who was trying to tell me that this was Hamlet was like oversimplifying two things at once. Mm, mm-hmm. I do think this movie is very Shakespearean. Well, we'll step into the Shakespeare corner yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, this movie was released June 24th, 1994, a month before I was born. Well. It had a budget of $45 million. It made $986 million. Wow. It was that the is so much. highest grossing film of the year. Wow. It was, at the time it came out, the highest grossing animated film of all time. Wow. It is now the 12th highest grossing animated film of all time. Jeez. Wow. It was huge. Yeah, I mean, this was absolutely gigantic. I think much, even much bigger than the others. In the same, I would guess so. I'm looking. I'm just looking here. Oh, yeah, Beauty and the Beast made 440. Mm-hmm. So half of this. Wow. So this is like doubling what everything else does, basically. Oh, I see. I see. Wow, Tarzan only makes 250. Yeah. So this was like by far the biggest movie. Wow. In the series. And it was liked at the time. Positive reviews by critics. It's got an 88 on Metacritic. Wow. I think critics were a little bit mixed on it being more adult-themed. Hmm. That was a big thing in a lot of the reviews I read, is people thought that it 
yeah, it was sort of more for adults. It's also sort of, we're not going to get into the whole Disney Renaissance, but it's interesting because, like, before these movies, adults wouldn't really, like, find much to watch in kids' movies. Right. And there also wasn't, like, people weren't really putting, I don't want to say effort, like, these mm-hmm. people were working really hard, mm-hmm. but there wasn't an effort to make kids' movies appeal to, like, the whole family mm-hmm. and have some sort of broader message. They were just sort of, like, things to entertain kids. Right. I feel like this is something that Pixar right at the end of the Disney Renaissance picks up and like runs with with and like I think feel like part of the whole Pixar brand at least for a while was being like a family movie in the broadest sense or like there's something for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then my review quote is kind of talking about this. It's Roger Ebert, the Chicago Sun-Times, who wrote, basically what we have here is a drama with comedy occasionally lifting the mood. Mm-hmm. The result is a surprising seriousness. This isn't the mindless romp with cute animals. Mm. All right. Uh, Modest, we're going to start with you. Okay. Do you think The Lion King is a flop or a bop? For me, it's a bop. (laughs) Okay. So you like it? Yeah, I do. Even though I didn't like it the first time I watched it. (laughs) You liked it more this time? Yeah. Uh, Something that I like about it is... The graphics, the backgrounds. It looks really good. It looks, it does. It it holds up really well, I think, animation-wise. Kiba? For is me, this... it's also pop. <laughs> oh, there we go. What are some of the things you like about it? I actually liked when he was growing up, when he was a teen. He looked like his kid when, when he got bigger. I also like when he was dancing with Timon and the others. <laughs> it was actually funny when he was dancing. Emmett, flop or bop? It's a bop. It's un- unmitigated. I was worried, and mm. I loved it. <laughs> Wait. Flop for Bob. It's a Bob for me as well. Yeah. We're in full agreement. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. It, really <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Even better than I remembered. Mm. I mean, I liked it as a kid. I guess I was... Uh, I guess I didn't really talk about my history. Mm. We were like uh, basically Disney kids, I guess. But I was much more... I really liked Star Wars and I really liked Harry Potter. Those were like mm. my big things as a kid. But I did like watch Disney movies, which I feel like you didn't yeah, as much. much. Yeah. So I, I liked this as a kid. I definitely knew the songs, but it was never, like, my favorite. But, yeah, it's so good. It just kicks, man. <laughs> what can you say? Mm. I mean, I think that quote really hits it on the head because it really does hit you in some serious places. It's, like, a good coming-of-age story. Mm-hmm. I kept being reminded of Star Wars while watching this movie. <laughs> um, and it's not just that Darth Vader is his dad as well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, did you guys know that the actor who plays Mufasa, James Earl Jones, also plays Darth Vader? Oh, is Darth Uh, Vader the, like, villain? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I I was reminded of that, and I kept thinking about how this movie does, like, hits a lot of the same classic hero's journey sort of story Mm -hmm. elements, where he's banished as a child. There's, like... The Ogre Father, the theme that I love, um, (laughs) with Scar. There's him having to go on a journey, him having to go deep into the belly of the beast, him finding unlikely companions who help him through, and then coming back to return. And even the idea that the land has suffered in his absence, that in the the absence of the true king, Mm. the whole land becomes a wasteland is really like tied into that whole idea. There are some Star Wars vibes for sure with Yoda and Rafiki, I think. Mm-hmm. I also thought about Black Panther a lot. Oh, yeah. Which obviously comes after, but a lot of sort of the... 
afterlife and mm-hmm. ancestors mm-hmm. and the stars and the water reminded me of that. Yeah. Ah, oh, I'm thinking the monkey played as a Black Panther too <laughs> because they sort of had the same voice to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Akiba, you said this was your favorite movie. What What do you like about it more than other movies? Ooh. In other movies, sometimes they're like kids all the way to adults, but it doesn't show really how they grow mm. and what they ate because <laughs> you really need something to eat. But when it comes to being in the wild wilderness, I also like the songs when they showed what happened right in the songs. Mm. Okay, so basically what you're saying is you like how they showed how Symbol's growing up. Yes. And all the songs that they were singing, right? Yes, and how they showed it. It sounds like you really like that middle section with Tamal and Pumbaa. I know. When he's growing up. That, that, that was actually my favorite part of him <laughs> growing up. Do you like him more when he's a little kid or when he's full grown as the king at the end? Uh, full grown? His mm. voice sounds even better than before but i can't say that his voice was bad when when he was a kid it was it was actually good mm. for me it would be when he was a teen mm. if he had kept that hair like that <laughs> him and the sun would match yeah like, literally they they would both have the same haircut but when lions grow they have their mane starts to change yeah mm. like kion he still had that hair that that simba had when he was a teen it mm. was like the exact same small hair so you guys are talking about the lion king too or the lion guard lion guard yeah, the, the lion, lion guard <laughs> okay that's a, the tv show have you yeah. seen much of the tv show i seen I it like seen a, a thousand times <laughs> i think we've seen a lot of it <laughs> yeah are there songs in the tv show too there actually is are they good mm, yeah mm. there is they're good okay mm-hmm. that's cool is, is adult simba in it as the dad yeah, he yeah, is. in some some of them. Well, mm. Kyan's actually like his dad. He got into trouble once too. Uh. He was playing with his friend the honey badger, and then he <laughs> fell right where Simba fell in when he was still a kid. Oh, wow! Kyan had the roar early. Yeah, mm. the lion guards roar. Yeah, All it the takes lions. Simba a long time to get that roar. What do you guys think about that? About it taking, about how at the very beginning he can't roar and that's kind of like why he gets in trouble. And then at the very, very end is like the kind of what you close on with him roaring. What do you guys think about that? I think he's very angry because they wouldn't let his friend go. They wanted to eat him, but mm-hmm. then his friend couldn't do anything but spread stink, but he couldn't climb up, so he wanted them to let go of his friends so they refused and then he literally did the roar for some reason like he roared but him and his dad did at mm-hmm, the same time mm-hmm. his dad was actually coming while roaring mm-hmm. and then when Simba roared it sounded like he's the one that did it so the hyenas got scared but it was actually his dad no mm-hmm. Scar yeah. and then at the end where he could roar Scar had that roar, and he used that to kill all the other lions that were helping him with his roar. He used it 
for evil. So that's how the other lions were in the sky helping him, even Simba too. Yeah, did you guys know that Scar actually had his own Roar. guard? No. I do because Jota's story went when Mufasa betrayed him, but mm-hmm. it was all for a certain reason because Scar's mom was angry at him because he wasn't evil like her. So then she literally scratched him in the eye, uh, and oh, then wow. got that's how scar. he got the scar. That's scar. How he got the scar, and that's how he got his nickname. Yeah, Kion oh. also had a scar. Then his voice actually changed too. Wow. Did you get when you watched this the first time? Did you know that Mufasa was gonna die? When we watched it the first time, we didn't really know that because it was our first movie that we watched. Actually, then it was the first yeah. movie you had ever watched. Yeah. Then, then when I watched The Lion King, when Mufasa died, I knew something familiar. He was also up there roaring with Kaya. <laughs> he was. Awesome. So, who do you guys think is the main character of this movie? I'm thinking it's Mufasa. You think it's Mufasa? Yeah, I also think so. <laughs> what do you think that Mufasa wants in this movie? He wants his son to be king right after... The sun sets on him. What he wants is he wants a bright future w- with his son. He doesn't like want to pass away, and he doesn't want his son to watch him pass away. What he wants is really just to have a family mm-hmm. and good future. Just have a great life without Scar. Except Scar literally turned his back on his brother. own big brother. Yeah. Then he eventually got ha- angry, but. I don't feel like Mufasa would really have the heart to fight his own type. Mm. I think that was me and Akiba right there, fighting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are brothers. It's sad to see Scar and Mufasa as brothers who are... Well, I guess Mufasa likes Scar. Yeah, but Scar... Kind of. Scar likes him enough. Yeah. Likes him enough to keep, not chase him off. Uh-huh. But Scar, he's a hater. He's a total hater. He's a hater. He's a total hater, I would say. (laughs) He's actually like Kion because when Kion got his scar by a snake, he also got started getting mean. Oh, wow. And he used his roar for evil, but he eventually almost lost it, but he didn't. They gave him these, like, purple plants to, like... Help him stay nice and not, like, use the roar for evil. Wow. Hmm. Well, it sounds like we got to watch the yeah, line. I've got to, yeah, we got to get <laughs> yeah. in on this extended universe <laughs> lore here. This sounds really cool. Emmett, who do you think the main character is? And I think it's Simba, mm-hmm. and I think he's going on a classic hero's journey. I think he wants to find his roar. Like hmm. I think that is like deeply tied into it. It's like the thing that fails him early on. It's like the thing that at the end affirms him as king but it's yeah. interesting because it seems like he doesn't want to be king for he doesn't want to be king for a long yeah and but at the beginning he just can't wait to be he king. wants to be king and then he doesn't want to be king for a while mm-hmm. and then he does but i think even when he does want like i think even in the middle part he wants he wants to be worthy of being king and I think that's part of it is like he doesn't believe himself to be worthy in the middle part and so he would like to be king if he if he could forgive himself or like get past what Scar did to him, mm-hmm. but he blames himself so much that he's kind of trapped. He's trapped himself. Like Scar 
laid the trap, but he's the one who's like holds the key to the prison, basically. Mm. Um, which is also a big like hero's journey thing of like once you just dis- once you look inside yourself yeah. and realize that you have the power, then like you're able to go and defeat whatever mm-hmm. needs yeah, to be done. Because his dad really isn't dead. He li- he literally lives right in him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's kind of true because they look the same and they're grown-ups. They do. Yeah. And it's interesting when he comes back because everyone thinks that Mufasa and Simba are both dead. And when he comes back, they think it's Mufasa coming back, not yeah. Simba coming back. It also ends on the same shot of his of his child being raised up like he was mm-hmm. raised up, which was like the beginning shot of the movie. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, too. Yeah. It's cyclical. The whole circle of life thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's what happened in The Lion Guard. Scar was a huge piece of fire. All Wait, the does Scar hyena- come back? Well, yes, but in only, only in a block of okay. fire. So he dies. Uh-huh. But turns like into fire. He turns into like a fire spirit. Yeah. He Is turns it like in- how they see Mufasa? They see Scar like that. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. So, but now Scar still leads the hyenas, and the hyenas still believe him. Not for long, because when they met the team, they they literally got scared of Kion because of his war. But then. They got into, you know, all in a team with Kanyan, so... Uh, Wait, who do you think the, the protagonist I think it's film? also Simba. I'm not really sure what he wants for most of this. I think it's tied into his dad somehow. Mm. I feel like he wants to make his dad proud or, like, live up to mm-hmm. the long shadow cast by his dad. Because his yeah. dad is... Mufasa's, like, a really good king, it seems yeah. like, yeah. from what we see of him. Simba, as a little kid, you know that makes a lot of sense. Like, as a little kid, you're very excited by the opportunity Mm -hmm. to do that. As a teenager, you're sort of intimidated Mm -hmm. by living up to that. And he also is sort of living in this shame and doubt. Just causes him to, like, shut down. He's also got friends who are telling him, ignore the world. It's okay. We can let the world go to hell. And we're just going to have a good time while that happens. And that's fine. That's an interesting thing. (laughs) we won't get all the way into honest but it's just interesting that kuna matata is like a bad thing in the movie right no worries exactly (laughs) kind of no worries but then disney has like used it as the marketing it is the thing of this movie yeah imagine you broke something that was a thousand dollars and you don't have that and then you're gonna say no worries no no worries worries, really exactly You'll literally be arrested for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to tell him? No worries. Nothing, really. <laughs> say, got everything say put your behind in the past. <laughs> I'm going to be like, that's uh, not true. I have to pay for that. And I don't even have close to money for, uh, for that thing. <laughs> but there wasn't like furniture and stuff in like the Lion King. No. Yeah, so they didn't have to worry so much about money things there. That no. helps no. a lot. They got, the but they no had worries. to worry about <laughs> That's life. True. That's true. That's oh. true. It's, it's life or death all the time out there. It actually reminds me of a day at school we watched something. A teacher told a student that they didn't understand the test so the student told them that the teacher did not understand life wow the student <laughs> not told the teacher understood that? yep what did the teacher say <laughs> she she was speechless <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the teacher was speechless. Yeah, but, but her eyes really opened from that. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. Okay, so if we think Simba or Mufasa is the main character, uh, then we're going to go around and each say who our favorite character is other than uh, Simba and Mufasa. Good gracious. Our MVP for this movie. We'll start with you, Modest. Who is your favorite character other than Simba and Mufasa? I would have to pick Timon and, and Pumbaa. Oh, you got to pick one. You can only uh, pick one. Pumbaa, actually. <laughs> he was funny. <laughs> Uh, true, true. That's true. What's your favorite moment with Pumbaa? Like when he was singing, mm-hmm. it actually did hurt my ears, but <laughs> I like how he's funny and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I would like I would like to spend I- even a whole day with them. <laughs> you think you could get over the smell to hang out with them and have fun? <laughs> Maybe I can. I don't know. <laughs> You're willing to try, though, huh? I will try. Uh, I'd like to spend a day with him too. I feel like you feel like you spent three years with him. (laughs) Me, the red butt monkey, eventually. Rafiki. Yep. Wait, I think Rafiki has a blue butt. I think so too. It's got that face. I forgot. Okay. But Rafiki (laughs) is your favorite character. He's actually fun with his voice, and he keeps dancing. (laughs) Eventually, when he hit Simba with the stick, he was acting silly with that, and. When he when he was doing this, he he eventually looked serious, but till then he started goofing around again. Uh-huh. <laughs> when he was meditating, he yeah. looked serious. <laughs> what do you what do you think it means, Akiba, that the wisest person in the whole movie also goofs around a lot? I think he really doesn't ru- want to ruin e- everything for everyone and uh-huh. think he also just wants to be fun around people. <laughs> I mean, obviously everyone knows that he's the wisest, so wisest yeah, one. Yeah, he's probably. the wisest yeah. one. Mm-hmm. What do you think when he um, beats up all the hyenas at the end? Oh, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> the voice. The hyenas were no match. He literally, he literally got them without even looking at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially the one at the end when, when, when the hyena was trying to attack his face, he literally he hit him with his hand. Yeah. He's got kung fu moves. Yeah. Emma is your MVP. Oh, it's hard because there's so many good people, mm-hmm. and Timon has not been taken yet. Yeah. But I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go with Scar. Ah. I think it is a true star turn for Scar in this mm-hmm. film. It is. He's the first speaking line. Uh, he's got, oh. I think, th- maybe the clearest motivation out of anybody in the whole film. Mm-hmm. It's not clear why he wants it, but it's clear what he wants and what he's mm-hmm. willing to do to get it. Mm-hmm. And I think he's funny. Yeah. I think he's deeply funny and deeply weird. And Like when he said in Elephant Graveyard, mm. the hyenas ate all of the elephants. This huge tusk was there, this huge skull that mm-hmm. really looked like an elephant skull. Mm-hmm. And I think it was. Ooh, it, that really got me creeped out because that thing was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Humongous. This movie really has it all. It has the scares. Mm-hmm. It has the family stuff. It has the romance. And yeah. the action. jokes. And the funny stuff. No, I don't even want to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> truly, truly, well, Can truly. you feel the love tonight? Truly, yeah, y'all, y'all could not feel I the mean, love tonight, huh? Except, no. I like the song, but 
I think I, I am Simba. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the um, the modern Disney thing is mm-hmm. making the bad guys hot. Oh, and yeah. maybe the Disney Renaissance thing <laughs> is making the bad guys funny. Yeah. Because yeah. I think Ursula has a lot of jokes, too. Hades has a lot of jokes. Well, we'll talk about that on a later episode, what they were doing with the villains in the Disney <laughs> Renaissance. Uh, Just like why they're so funny and so iconic. And yes. I love them so much. So fashionable. So sure, fashionable. Right. As for my MVP, oh, this oh, is yeah. tough. Who's your MVP? It's really tied between two. And neither of them have been taken. <laughs> so I've really got to decide here. I want to give a little shout out since I'm last to the little mole who pops up. Oh, and to oh yeah. News from the underground. <laughs> I also have that written down as like a great a star moment in this Also, film. the iguana who walks past and doesn't care about is unimpressed by Simbarus Roar. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of our own yeah. sweet Caliban. Mm. Okay, I don't know. I love, the, I love both of these guys equally. I guess I gotta give it to Timon. Timon is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's so okay, funny. It was either gonna be Timon or Zazu. Those are my two favorites. Yeah, oh. it was like, yeah, I can't hear you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. He's so funny. I love yeah. when he says, hey! What's going on here? <laughs> I love his line. He says, "It starts." <laughs> yes, I love what he says. What do you want me to do? Dress in drag and do the. <laughs> but it comes to and the... him and Pumbaa are like the funniest ones in mm-hmm. no, the movie. <laughs> you're forgetting one more person. Well, Who else is funny? Monkey. Yeah, uh, Rafiki's funny too. I think Zazu is funny too, but maybe that's yeah. my sense of humor. So maybe four. I feel like that's the one that you would play in this. In, in, <laughs> if, if it turned into a stage production, <laughs> that's, that's who you'd be playing in this. Out of Africa! <laughs> he's so funny. Mr. Bean, he sounded funny when he was playing his He was Mr. Bean. Yeah. Uh, with Timon, I think when you're a little kid, tastes like chicken is the funniest joke in the world. I remember that being the funniest thing I'd <laughs> ever like heard. chicken. Is when he eats the bug and says, tastes like chicken. <laughs> Slimy yet satisfying. Mm-hmm. I was crying laughing. This is Pumbaa and that's Moan. But when Pumbaa gets angry and he says, they call me Mr. Pig. <laughs> no, but he's also funny then because he literally rushed there like a... <laughs> like, uh, a like a bull <laughs> trying to attack someone. Yeah. Uh, well, let's briefly step into the Shakespeare corner. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Dustin Kiba, have you guys heard of William Shakespeare? No. No. I can try to remember something and I do not know what <laughs> you, you're, 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 That's probably still to come in your, yeah. in your no, school. You'll learn about it in school at some point. Probably in uh, early yeah. high school or so. High school. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. It's cool. a long way off for you, I know. So uh. don't, you don't, don't need to worry about it too much. <laughs> uh. But the short story on this is that he was a guy who lived over 400 years ago. Wow. Yeah, he was in England, and he was a playwright, and he wrote a lot of plays that people still put on to this very day, mm-hmm. and that also get adapted into things. Um, he wrote in like a poetry that is somewhat difficult for people nowadays to understand when they hear it, and so a lot of his stories get adapted into modern adaptations. Famous examples of this that you might not know are 10 Things I Hate About You, She's the Man. These are high school movies that were made out of Shakespearean comedies. But this movie is somewhat based on Hamlet 
and mm-hmm. also just has a lot of Shakespearean stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Especially, I was struck by the Twelfth Night connection when Simba and Nala see each other again for the first time. And ah. like they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting, and then there's like moment of recognition. Oh. It's like, can it be you? Like, I thought you were dead. Hmm. And it was- reminded me a lot of the end of Twelfth Night. I was actually also surprised because how Nala looked from from all those years. Mm-hmm. Wow, she looked crazy. <laughs> she was also crazy it's, fast. It's like her color changed. Like at first when she was young, I don't know how to describe her color, but when she was grown, it was tan. Like mm-hmm. from and this? then when it, when she was young, it was like light orange. Like this, uh, yeah. you know, she was mm-hmm. all orangey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that well, that's sort of the thing you were talking about, Akiba, where we don't get to see Nala grow up. No. So we know what Simba looks like growing up, but with Nala, she just pops back up and yeah. looks totally different. Just that Simba's mane was still a bit brown, but mm-hmm. it, it literally turned red. So this movie was indeed inspired by the play Hamlet mm-hmm. by William Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. What did you make of the connections there, Emma? Well, I think it's really interesting because we never, in Hamlet, you never get to see Hamlet as a kid. You never get to see his good relationship with his dad and his parents, Mm -hmm. which I think is something that this movie does really well in that long first act that we talked about earlier. Um, The similarities to Hamlet, guys, is that his, in Hamlet, his, Hamlet's uncle has killed his father and has become king. And Hamlet has to defeat his uncle and claim the rightful kingship. But because it's a tragedy written by Shakespeare, everybody dies at the end. It does not have a happy ending like this movie does. Mm. So that I would say like those are the two big differences between uh, Hamlet and this film mm-hmm. would be that getting more backstory on what the good times were like. Uh, more of Hamlet at Wittenberg with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern Mm -hmm. than at the end having an ending that is happy. Because I think this, I think there's something similar going on with Hamlet having a a fear to take action or like being wrapped up in the shadow of his father and not being able to take action because of that, Mm -hmm. that Simba is on a parallel journey. But I think Simba gets there a lot sooner in the, in the course of the story Yes. And gets there in a way, like fully gets there enough to be able to come in and save the day. Mm -hmm. And he also doesn't estrange Ophelia. Because he and Nala are able to have like an actual connection, he doesn't push her away at the end. Like he has friends, he has like a whole group. Whereas in Hamlet, he kills Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. He pushes Ophelia away. He isolates himself even further. I don't think that's the only reason for his downfall, but that's part of it. Uh, Hamlet starts with him seeing a vision of his father. Mm. And then he sort of spends a lot of time deciding if he can uh, take on his uncle. And then he makes the decision. And in this one, Simba spends a lot of time deciding if he can take on his uncle. And then he sees the vision. Yeah. And pretty soon after, right when he sees the vision of his father, he decides to go back and take control again. Yeah. Which I think is a little bit of a difference in character. Yeah. It's an interesting remix. I think the I think the stuff is actually played really good when it's adult Simba and you can tell that he's sort of not dealing with the stuff from his past. Yeah. But also has been like leading this life for a long time that I feel like Hamlet would be more satisfying if Rosencrantz and Guildenstern <laughs> stuck around and helped and fight against the were king. funnier. <laughs> yeah. I also think there's something there's something to me about like that whole that amount of time that he spends with Sim- Timon and Pumbaa that reminded me a lot of the past year. Um, oh yeah of just like oh we are just sitting we are waiting we are not really getting anything done we're not moving forward in our lives we've grown i mean like i've grown comfortable 
with that in ways that I'm not happy mm -hmm. happy about. Like, yeah, totally. you know, like I've gotten lazier. I've gotten <laughs> less good at everything that I do because of just like that downtime of being like, well, the whole world is down, so that's okay. Nothing matters. Mm -hmm. um, it is like, that's like a much darker version of what they're going through. But so there's something to it and something really inspiring about like seeing like pick yourself up out of this funk and yeah. be the person uh, you're supposed to be. Yeah. Rafiki saying you are more than what you have become oh. was <laughs> impactful to me. Yeah. I thought of the pandemic too. And when, when we see the vision of scars with Scar and uh, Zazu just sitting around and singing. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> doing yeah. anything. How has the last year been for you guys with having to stay home and not go to doing school from home? Oof. Virtual school, wearing masks, not seeing people as much. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Especially the masks. I do not like wearing masks. Mm. Hopefully it's out by next year because the pandemic is getting out of control. Mm-hmm. Tons of people. Even my teacher is getting out of control. She cannot like even remember the subject I was supposed to mm. do mm. at that time. So she forgets, and she needs a student to remind her what subject we're in. Wow. Mm. Well, my teacher, when she sees somebody just with their mask off, she literally screams for them to get them on. Like she goes crazy. She only lets us. Like, take our mask off only at lunchtime, but but on the rest, we cannot take our mask off. Mm. So you're back in person in school now, but yeah. you have to wear the mask the whole time? Yeah. Like, we're going through a crisis right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. But at least it's the weekend. At least <laughs> it's, it's the weekend. weekend. I like yeah. that positivity, <laughs> man. Put her there. There we go. All right. What was everyone's favorite song? There's a lot of songs. Modest. Yeah. Should we... We've got Circle of Life, I Just Can't Wait to Be King, Can uh, You Feel the Love Tonight? Be Prepared. Be Prepared, Hakuna Matata. I think those are the six main ones. Okay, I like Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata is your favorite? Yeah, it was also funny, but then at the same time, it means like, no worries, but no worries. You cannot say that every time, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it was my favorite song in the whole movie akiba what was your favorite song in lion king i just can't wait to be king mm, that's mm -hmm. a really fun one. i love when he starts that and the color change and it goes yeah. to like bright like wild non-realistic colors for a while just for yeah. that song that's so cool yeah yeah I, I also like like when he pretended to have a red mane as <laughs> leaves oh yeah mm -hmm. especially liked when the crocodiles had birds in their mouth <laughs> that, was that was actually a funny part <laughs> and when Zazu went went down the waterfall mm -hmm. <laughs> that log Emmett, what's your favorite song Okay, I think the, like, opening song until the actual, like, English lyrics start is really cool. And then when mm. it goes into the Circle of Life part, I'm less about it. But I think the, like, opening shot and all of that with the yeah. drums and, like... I think that opening stuff is Hans Zimmer. Vocals is just And then gorgeous. it goes into, I think, Elton. Okay, I was saying how I loved that intro, but I will say that my favorite has got to be Be Prepared. Uh, I think yeah. it is wild. I think it's nuts that they put Nazi hyenas in this movie. Yes. <laughs> um, I think that is crazy. Uh -huh. um, I think that Scar is wonderful. 
and is like a, a delicious villain because he's so evil. And like I love an unredeemed villain. There you go. And it's the what is it? The unmotivated villain. The too? unmotivated, yeah, unredeemable, like, uh-huh. just pure evil. I I love it. And he's he's that's it. Wait, who is your? What's your favorite song? I think I've got to agree with Akiba. My favorite song is "I Just Can't Wait to Be King." Yeah. Um, I like. I I mean, I really like all of them. I like Akuna Matata too. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I love how upbeat it is. Like, I feel like it's really um the banger of the soundtrack, <laughs> which is why I like it. Yeah, and it's like so cool stage watching it. Even though I have seen the live action remake, and I know that it's not like sensational watching this movie i was like wow i can't wait to see how they do it in the live action because i've kind of forgotten but like do they have a bunch of real giraffes stand on top of each other for that like how do they do the elephant graveyard i'm very (laughs) curious to see all of that stuff seriously there's tons of skulls everywhere this movie is pretty scary in some parts it is yeah, especially the place where where that hyena g- got spiked so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to just talk about the history of this movie, some behind-the-scenes drama, very briefly. The idea for this movie started in 1988, uh, which was basically just to do a film set in Africa mm-hmm. between a bunch of heads and producers at Disney. The first draft was written by Thomas Dish, who wrote The Brave Little Toaster. Have you guys ever heard of that movie? No. It's very weird. (laughs) He wrote that. um, And the first draft of this movie was called King of the Kalahari. Mm -hmm. And it was about a war between lions and baboons. Oh. Lions definitely won. I'm sure they did. It must have changed pretty significantly because he gets no credit at all. Not even a story credit on this final version. What do you think? I am a baboon. (laughs) Then uh, Linda Wolverton came on. She spends a year writing her version, which was called King of the Jungle. And they changed the title because there are no lions in the jungle. That makes sense. <laughs> the movie takes place in the oh yeah, Savannah. Savannah. like the song in the jungle, mm-hmm. the mighty jungle. Mm-hmm. That's not where the lions sleep. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's in That's right. Well, it is where Simba was sleeping in this movie because he runs off to the jungle when he's with Timon and Pumbaa oh, for a little while. That makes sense, that but is... mostly all of them. No, not so sure. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> Nala came from the savannah. Savannah, uh-huh. not uh-huh. in the woods wilderness. That's ha- right. Have y'all ever seen lions like in real life at the zoo? Oh, yeah, we yes. have. Yeah, I also seen scary. a tiger in real life at the zoo. Yeah, but he was actually just... down. The first director of this was George Scribner, who directed Oliver and Company, mm-hmm. the one I kind of liked as a kid. So he comes on in '91. Brings on Roger Allers to be the co-director, does a bunch of story development. They go to Kenya, I think, for two weeks. That's sort of this Disney renaissance thing is they would always sort of pick a culture Mm -hmm. and then make, like, a fictional version based on that culture. And they would always, like, go and tour the place for, like, two weeks to get a sense of... That's interesting. I I would love to get into that (laughs) at some other time. Yeah. But this original guy, George Scribner, leaves the movie when it was decided to turn it into a musical. Really? Which I guess was like all the way up into this. It has not been a musical. Wow. wow. But all the other Disney Renaissance movies were musicals. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Weird. I feel like this guy has spent years working on the movie, but mm-hmm. then one year 
they change into a musical. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if it was me, I would musical. really leave. If it was my own movie, I would leave it. Yeah, you would too? <laughs> I would. I would, <laughs> I, would, I, would I would take it if it was like musical. I, I actually like being like musical and stuff, like creative music. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, that was a lot in The Lion King. There was tons of music in there, but some didn't make any sense. <laughs> Because the lions do not sleep in the jungle, man. <laughs> so he leaves, Rob Minkoff comes. This was um, promoted at the time as being the first original Disney animated movie. The first movie that wasn't based on anything. Huh. Although they talked about in all the press that they were inspired by Hamlet and they were inspired by the biblical stories of Moses and of Joseph. Oh, huh. So they kind of cited those things, but they really promoted this as being like the first original story they had ever done. That's really crazy. Yeah. And they've certainly done a lot since, although I would still say the majority of the Disney animated stuff is based on things. Yeah. Even loosely, you know, like Frozen is like based on some the Ice Queen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah and Ryan the Last Dragon. Yeah, I think that I think Raya is original. Zootopia is original. Yeah. Zootopia. Hmm. Oh, that one was funny, actually. Okay, now that's like my second movie to watch. They're and like, the others oh. were like, shut up, you shut up. <laughs> I like the sloths in that movie a lot. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, so can you <laughs> give. so they disney was making this movie and pocahontas at the same time Mm -hmm. while they were making them they thought pocahontas was going to be better and it was going to be like more people would see pocahontas so what was considered to be like the a team Uh was doing pocahontas and like the b team was on this no way and a lot of people talked about how they wanted to be working on pocahontas they were like upset that they were working on the lion king when it ended up being the biggest movie of all time. Yeah. Wow. Huh? Which is pretty wild. That is pretty wild. And like we mentioned, things changed all the way. Apparently, Elton John saw a cut of the movie a few weeks before it came out that didn't have Can You Feel the Love Tonight in it. And he was like, no, you've got to put it in there. Wow. So like even that close to the wire, it was changing. Wow. Here's the other big thing about this movie. So it bears a similarity sort of in art style and characters to this 1960s animated Japanese TV show, mm. which is called Kimba the White Lion. Oh, wow. Kimba. And there was a lot of controversy about this movie seeing very similar to that. Oh, uh, like um, an albino lion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the directors of this movie claimed that they had never heard of the show. Mm-hmm. But Matthew Broderick, who did know the show, he plays adult Simba. He said that he thought he was doing a movie of Kimba the White Lion when he came on board. Because he, like, knew the show. Of course Matthew Broderick <laughs> knew the show. Which is an interesting thing, because you've got to remember, this is before the internet. Uh-huh. So people couldn't really, like, just look up Kimba the White Lion. Right. Like, this is totally unsupported by anything. But my theory about this mm-hmm. is just probably, like, some animator had seen it. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't mention it to anyone else. Mm-hmm. And then, like, went in that general style. And everyone else just, like... Like, if you're in America in the 90s and the internet doesn't exist... <laughs> right. How are you going to know about a Japanese TV show from the 60s? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're in Unless America, you're Matthew you don't know Japanese, then you don't know Japanese. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Ben, um, you 
But when this movie came out in Japan, there was a protest and a petition accusing Disney of plagiarism. Wow. But the actual team who made Kimba Uh went and saw the movie and they said they were fine with it. They said that they just thought it would be similar. They said, if you're also making a movie set in the savannah with animal characters, like it's probably just going to be similar. Hmm. Yeah. Was their take basically like... So, sounds like a very generous take I on their part. I think so too. <laughs> but I think it may be true that there are certain archetypes for animals, sure. you know. Well, there's... Arch- I mean, there's certain archetypes throughout a lot of Disney movies and a lot of animated stuff in general, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is the last thing. I don't know if you guys know this, but there are different actors playing Simba as young and old and also when he oh. sings. Oh. So oh. young Simba is played by Jonathan Taylor Thomas... He's like a 90s heartthrob, Disney Channel, sitcom sort of uh-huh. heartthrob. But his songs are sung by Jason Weaver. When he's an adult, he's but his songs are sung by Joseph Williams, who is the son of John Williams and the vocalist of Toto. No way. So he had been blessing the rains in Africa long before this movie came out. That is crazy. Wait, did they play the movie in Africa? They did. And I read that this is the only Disney movie that has been translated into Zulu. Whoa. One of the African languages. That's really that cool. is actually so... All right, now it is time for our quiz, the main event. Okay. Today we are going to take the ultimate Lion King quiz. Oh, this ultimate. is by Bibine Barood for BuzzFeed. <laughs> We're going to see how many of these we can get right, and then at the end it'll tell us, okay? Okay, before you even start, I just want to tell you. I'm mm-hmm. not good at quizzes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Truly, I'm well. not good at quizzes either, but I think I might win this one because I'm good at I know a lot of Lion King. You do know a lot of Lion King, so let's see how we do. Um, number one, what are the hyenas' names? Oh, I forgot there are three that of them. one. Uh, Can I, anyone think of any names? I, I know two of them, I think. Okay. Uh, I think one is Shenzi and the other is Ed. Oh, uh, the leader one is... I can't I can't remember the name. Well one of the one of the options here says Ed Shenzi and Banzai. Banzai? Banzai. Is that what we want to guess? Uh yes, yeah, yes, yes, Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually yes. Okay, it says correct. It says <laughs> yes. Shenzi's full name is Shenzi Marie Predatora Veldetta Jacqueline Hyena. Wow. <clears throat> Sounds like one of Emmett's girlfriends. That's like <laughs> Seven names connected together. <laughs> what? I, I literally didn't even catch some of that. Mm. <laughs> okay, question number two. Huh? What does Simba mean in Swahili? Oh. Now, there are options, okay? So you're, we're going to pick one of these. Lion, king, cub, or heir? Lion. Lion. Eventually. Lion? Do we all think lion? You, you guys seem pretty confident. I'll go with lion. Yeah, it's just lion, lion, lion. Correct. Two for two. Two for two. Okay, number three. What kind of animal is involved in that terrible stampede? Oh. Do you remember? And what animal is what animal stampeding when they kill Mufasa? Oh, what are the choices? Buffalo, antelope, wildebeest. Or zebra? Uh, wildebeest. I'm thinking of wildebeest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wildebeest. Wildebeest is correct. Yes, Yay! three for three. Thousands and thousands of wildebeests, it says. Okay, this question that. says, which character farted a lot? <laughs> oh, Pumba. I think we already know this one. 
Pumba. Definitely Pumba. He was part with the monkeys. You don't know. I mean, Pumba got the reputation, but Simba could be ripping him and blaming it on him the whole time. I don't think so. I mean, I know know Simba burped the loudest, (laughs) but Pumba took it too far. (laughs) Took it too far. Uh, Wait, speaking of which, how did the bathroom humor in this strike you? I know you find it morally offensive. Oh, yeah. Where's the bathroom? What do they use for the bathroom? They just use the ground, man. (laughs) And then you go in somebody's way and then step on it. That's going to be the worst thing of your life. I read that this movie was the first time anyone had farted in a Disney animated movie. (laughs) Certainly not the last. (laughs) Okay, they found what worked. On which eye does Scar have his scar? Left or right? Left. Left. Left? left. Very confident. Mm-hmm. Left, left, left. Left is correct. Because yes, I'm like, okay, exactly. so when I face this way, uh-huh. the way that scars keep on facing is left. That's and true. That's how Kanyan got his scar. Huh. Left well, here's something you guys might know. It says, did you know Scar's real name was Taka before he had his scar? I know, because... Mufasa nicknamed him Scar. Oh, so there's some Baxter. There might be some mm. motivation for that villain after all. He I wrote- think in um, I think in the remake we get more of a motivation. Yeah, uh, in the good. Lion Guards, Scar um, wrote a song about that. That they nicknamed him Scar. Mm. Uh, what do the bugs taste like? Oh. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> yeah, it tastes like chicken. That tastes is like correct. chicken. <laughs> would you try it? That's what this no. Quiz I'll try. I'll try. They look only those good. big worms. I mean, they're animated. <laughs> they I'm, look good when they're animated, but in real life, ugh, they look nasty. <laughs> somebody ate worms when they literally liked them. Well, it's because they cooked them, so. When I was a kid, I was really, really interested in, and by interested in, I don't mean I actually did it. I was just really interested in cooking and eating bugs, because that's something that happens in cultures around the world, like, and I was really fascinated. I had a book called Man-Eating Bugs, which was a deceptive title. Man-Eating Bugs. In which language is the beginning of Circle of Life written? Oh, so anyone know the options here are Zulu, Swahili, oh, that's Afrikaans, e- that's easy. and Somali. Swahili. Uh, I know <laughs> what they are singing. They were mixing up the languages, but I'm going to have to go Swahili. Swahili? I don't know. You? I'm not 100% sure. Wrong. Was it Zulu? That's the first one wrong. It was written in Zulu. Wow. Hey, why didn't you say anything? No, no, no. I well, heard... you seemed so confident. They actually did both of them because I heard some in, in Swahili, too. Hmm. They mixed up the languages. So I was that not... eventually... As it was written in... It was that written eventually in. means that we're also right. Yeah. Ah, because does. I the heard some Swahili in the song. Okay. I mean... We speak Swahili in Yeah, so we would understand what they say. Yeah, it feels like you would have yeah. known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, finish the lyric. I've never seen a king of beasts with quite so. Little hair. <laughs> Correct. Uh, um, what will the hyenas do to Simba if he ever comes back? Oh, kill, kill him. him. <laughs> Are those correct. even any lyrics? <laughs> no, I think that's just a line. 
But then who goes I... around singing Asante Sana Squash Banana? Oh, that was that blue butt monkey. Uh, Asante Sana. Asante what's his name? Oh, Rafiki. <laughs> correct. Correct. Asante Sana. He should be called Blue Santa. Butt Monkey. <laughs> oh, here we go. Blue Butt Rafiki Monkey. What kind of bird is Zazu? Oh, he's a dodo bird. Not no, that's options. what they call him that, uh, but I don't think he actually is one. Toucan is an option. The options are canary, cockatoo, toucan, or hornbill. Oh, it's a toucan. Oh, wait, I think it's got to be a hornbill. Okay, okay, I agree. <laughs> I don't know. Because I, I think toucans are in South America, not yeah, in Africa. No, they're mm. in the rainforest. Yeah. Okay, two okay, for Okay, we're going with hornbill. Correct? Yeah. yeah! He is a red-billed hornbill <laughs> that lives in Saharan Africa. What is the last word said in the movie? I don't think I'll read the options if we don't know, but I want to hear, does re- anyone re- know it? Please read the options. Emma, any guess? Do you remember? Is it oh, remember? That's one of the options. Oh, yeah, remember. Okay, wait. Okay, what are the options? Long live the king. No. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. Remember... Mufasa. Remember. I think it's remember. I think it's remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember is correct. Oh, yes! It's Mufasa who says it. We've got two more, and with these ones, we'll see if you were paying attention during this podcast. Oh, no. Uh oh. Which oh, boy. Shakespeare play inspired the movie? <laughs> Any okay. guesses? What are the options? <laughs> the options are King Lear. Macbeth, Hamlet, Othello. Uh, Hamlet? Hamlet? I, I don't know. Akiba? It's Othello. You think Othello? <laughs> well, I gotta pick one. Which one are we gonna Obviously, go with? Obviously, Othello. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna put myself on the scale here and uh, agree <laughs> with Modest that it is Hamlet. Oh, come on. I don't know. Akiba seems pretty confident. Which one did you pick? Hamlet. It's Hamlet. Yes! Uh, you're right. So we didn't even mention Othello. <laughs> <laughs> and some of those we didn't even mention at all. Can you uh, imagine the Julie, Disney the Disney Julie. adaptation of King Lear? King Lear didn't even do that. No. <laughs> How would somebody just guess King Lear if he didn't even do that? Here's the, it's obvious. Here's the last question. Which of these was one of the movie's original titles? King of the Rainforest? The Lion King of the Rainforest, <laughs> King of the Jungle, the Lion King of the Jungle. King of the Jungle. I think it's King of the Jungle. I'm going to have to go with the first one. I'm not. King, King of, of the, the Rainforest? No, 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 no. I, I agree with the key King of the yeah. Jungle? Yeah. You're correct. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we got 13 of 14 correct. Okay. Oh, we only, okay. we only missed yeah. one. Great work, everyone. And that's the one that we think maybe the quiz could be at least a little bit wrong about. Well, for me, I missed two because... Uh, if I, it was was a if it was a school, I could have probably gotten like one out of 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I did. I'm not kidding. But once I did zero out of 100, I was the, because I was like, these, these questions make no sense. I haven't even learned this. <laughs> that's crazy. Why would they... Give but you the a grade test wasn't going to be scored, so. Okay, that's mm-hmm. good. It was just scored by that. <laughs> that was just the score, but but it was just scored by that. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, Modest, do you have any final thoughts on The Lion King? 
Hmm, I'm thinking of what I didn't say. Me, I, I don't really have anything. Say. I don't really have anything to say because I lost all of my thoughts from all the important things I said from the beginning. So <laughs> I I don't have anything to say. Mm. All I'm gonna say is it's a good movie. Mm. <laughs> you should totally yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's actually mm-hmm. a good movie. It is. Yeah. Emmett, final thoughts? Um, I agree. I think it's a really good movie. I just wanted to say like a couple things about animals and the death of parents. I think (laughs) Disney was going through a thing where they're like, we're not going to show human parents dying, Mm. but we can show animal parents dying. And like that is Mm. like live like understand like the trauma of being orphaned or like semi-orphaned through the lens of an animal. You see it in Bambi. You see it in Land Before Time. You see it in this movie. You know, like the absentee parent is a big part of the hero's journey is like if you have parents around you can't really oh. go off and do the hero's journey mm-hmm. now i but, have something okay i want to hear it in just a second i'll finish <laughs> this thought though okay. uh, in the moment when scar pushes mufasa off the cliff and you watch him fall right into the moment of impact and then it cuts to simba it's like one of the most elegant versions of the disney non-death death Hmm. of like the bloodless Disney death Mm -hmm. where you like, you see someone fall off of something and you know, but like, that's the one that stays with it the longest. And then it cuts immediately to his reaction. And it's so effective in a way that I feel like a lot of them kind of, they mask it too much. Mm -hmm. And that is like, strikes the perfect balance. Yeah, Um, It's really traumatizing when he's with the dead body. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. And that's something that happens in land before time too. And probably Hmm. in Bambi, I can't really remember. Bambi is the one I remember as a kid, even much more than this one. Yeah. Being very sad to me. Bandar. Bambi. Uh, what what was um, your thought that you had to keep? My thought, it, this was actually good because how how Mufasa died, he was actually still alive because he was still in Simba because mm-hmm. it's actually how Jesus was still alive. Mm-hmm. How how he was on the cross and three days later he he wasn't on there. Mm-hmm. He was up in heaven and to all that trusted God, they got a reward for that. I I don't really remember what what it was, but yeah, that's that's how it helps because when something something dies, they don't die forever. They go up in heaven, and then more people keep keep coming up alive. Yeah. One last thing, mm-hmm. I want you guys to rate Lion King from one to ten. Oh, oh wow, we don't normally do this. We don't use, yeah, we don't usually, but we actually <laughs> like do this. Let's you, Emmett. All right. Well, Vadess, thank you for this question. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this an eight. Oh. I think it's a really good movie. I think it's like a couple of like there's a couple of things where like th- just like extra scenes like it could be longer for me and that it would flesh mm. it out probably and be a ten. And like some of the songs are like just like the vocals not even like the lyrics but the vocals are just like that cheesy early 90s sound to them mm. but other than that i think it's i think it's great yeah an eight a solid eight mm, me i'm gonna give it 10 out of 10 because the first time i saw it was like okay i did not get what this movie is about one out of ten but now wow. but now that i understand things because i'm not from here mm-hmm. i'm from a totally different country mm-hmm. but now that i understand it it's 10 out of 10 for me wow from a one to a ten wow. yeah you're really doing That's it wild. you're really yeah. pulling the sort of sort of rating me? system i usually rate <laughs> movies on <laughs> me i think 10 out of 10 too because 
I'm, I always liked the Lion King. If we were rating it still like in the past, mm-hmm. it would still be a ten out of ten. But now that we're talking about this, it's even better, like a thousand out of ten. But but I also like it because we had like uh, old these things that you put in CDs. Oh yeah, a CD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I really liked it that time. But when I kept watching it, I kept I kept liking it even even more mm. for like how Simba wanted to be king but then he didn't want to be king mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then he wanted to be king right again with, when he heard about what Scar is doing mm-hmm. okay. yeah so it just gets better every time you watch it for you yeah. I think I'd give it a 10 as well Mm-hmm. I think that the only thing that I don't like about it is the slow-mo fight at the end oh, yeah. is very uh, cheesy and it goes on a little too long, I think, between wow. Scar and Simba. But I don't think that pulls it back enough for me to mm-hmm. make it a nine. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't think that that is so late in the game and they still end with such a strong ending. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. both times it cuts to the Lion King That's title so card. so cool. It's <laughs> so bold. Yeah. Chewy. Chewy. Yeah, this movie is, like, really just the hits. Like, I think it's so... It's almost sort of like get out in that way and they're so yeah. efficient yeah and, uh, it's only the things you remember from yeah. yeah well true because the three hot hyenas first were still on scar's team but the others weren't interested mm-hmm. but then the three hyenas also weren't interested on being on scar's team again mm-hmm. sure. well okay. Madesna thank you so much for coming on our show no yeah. While you're here, is there anything that you would like to tell the audience about? Any other movies or shows or videos you'd recommend they watch? Oh, yes. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Do not. Like, do not ever forget to watch this movie that I'm about to tell you. Okay. Don't forget to watch Ryan the Last Dragon. That's okay. what I was you're literally going to say. You're going to totally like that. All right. That's what I was... Also, literally gonna say. Okay, I also like Frozen 2 a little bit. It's it's -hmm. not like I don't like it just because there was mostly girls in it. It it was actually (laughs) good and it was actually creative because of that little lizard. He was actually a bit funny. There's (laughs) a lizard? I'm in. He was way too hot then when he, when he standed in Elsa's um hand, he, he, he like felt comfortable again. He was actually funny. Well, we'll be back next week talking about The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Very excited for this one. Excited to see another movie in this series that I'm starting a new love for. And uh, thank you so much for being with us today, Modest. Thank you so much, Akiva. Yeah. Very fun no to problem. have you here. Mm-hmm. And um, stay you frosted out there. This was Bye. Awesome. Bye. Bye-bye. Cinema Bums is a production of DKG Podcasts. It is created and produced by Emma Temple and me, Wade Lawrence Holloman. I also edit and mix the podcast. Our theme music is by Zane Holloman, who you can find on Bandcamp, and our show art is by Autumn Beckner. Our social media is managed by Laura Bennett. If you like what you hear, please tell all your friends and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, the two best ways to spread the word about our work. You can also follow us on Instagram at cinemabums or email us at cinemabumspod at gmail.com. Don't flake on us. We'll be back next week. 